Welcome to the serialized audiobook, Ancestor, written by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler, performed by the author. Ancestor is also available in print, ebook, and unabridged audiobook. For links to purchase any version, visit scottsigler.com slash ancestor. Four and a half years before the Novozyme incident in Greenland. That smell. It wouldn't go away, and she couldn't get used to it, not even after the months and months she'd been here. A combined smell of ammonia, urine, and feces. Did hopelessness have a smell? If so, that smell was mixed in with the other things. A smell so powerful she couldn't ignore it, even as she stared at the big orange spider on the wall, even as the big orange spider on the wall stared back at her. Even in her worst moments, moments just like this, with the smell and the spider, she knew she had it better than most. Unlike some of the patients, those that were too far gone, or those that were enemies of the state, the doctors at Lanai Mental Hospital were actually trying to help her. Trying and failing. Bloated, squishy orange body. Hairy orange legs that spread out wider than a dinner plate. A thing like that would eat a tarantula for breakfast. She was on her back, in her bed, that was pressed up against the wall on her left. The spider was on that wall, not far above her exposed feet. The orange spiders liked to chew on her toes, nasty orange fangs sinking in, hurting her, killing her, trying to make her scream trying, and succeeding. She fought to control her fear, but that was like trying to control the ragged breaths that went in and out way too fast. She wanted to close her eyes and will it away, but each time she did close her eyes, she opened them to see that the spider had not gone away, but had instead crawled a little bit closer. Soon, it would scuttle forward, attack her toes, and Jean couldn't run, couldn't bat it away. Hard to run, when you're shackled to the bed. Hard to swat at something when the straitjacket blocks your every move. The spider wasn't there. It wasn't really there. They told her that over and over again. A hallucination. Why couldn't they do something about that smell? Why? They had given her new medication. They said it would work. In truth, she hadn't seen the green rats or the purple centipedes, so maybe it was working a little but the big orange spiders kept appearing. Why couldn't they let her out of the institution? She had so many ideas, so many. She had to get to her computer, lose herself in the world of keys and screens and numbers and letters and C and G and A and T. The spiders wouldn't bother her there. No green rats, no purple centipedes. Did that mean she was getting better? The spider wasn't real. They told her that over and over again. A hallucination. Maybe the medicine was working. Maybe she could make the orange spider go away. But if she closed her eyes, it would come closer. But if she got better, she could leave, go back to her computer, to her studies. She could smell fresh air again. She stared at the big orange spider on the wall. The big orange spider on the wall stared back at her. She closed her eyes and willed it to go away. She held her breath then opened her eyes. And then she peed herself. The orange spider was on her foot, bigger than her foot, 
big as her shin and foot together. She felt its pointy claws digging through her pajamas into her skin, and it hurt. Its venom-dripping fangs poised over her middle toe. The big orange spider looked at her. She looked back at the big orange spider. Her breath came faster and faster. It wanted her to scream, to panic, to lose herself to the fear. But if she did scream, the doctors would come with the needles and she would be in the one place even worse than the spiders and the smell. She would be in the place of darkness, the place where she had no thoughts at all. Go away, go away, go away. You are not real. They tell me this over and over. You are not real. The big orange spider did not go away. Instead, it sank its fangs into her middle toe, the points punching in at the base of her nail. She kicked and thrashed, trying not to scream, moving her foot the few inches allowed by the shackle, but the big orange spider clung tight, its disgusting, bloated body resting on the top of her foot, its claws digging deeper into her skin. She felt its belly hair on her skin. The orange fangs drove deeper, all the way through her toenail and the flesh beneath to punch into the tiny toe bone. She tasted blood, her blood, from her tongue, and she tried not to scream because they would stick her and fill her with chemicals, and she would be trapped in the land of no thoughts, but it was a spider biting her toe. Why couldn't they see it was real, real, real? It was real. They were wrong. Liu Jandan screamed. She screamed so loud, the blood in her mouth sprayed up and rained down tiny red droplets on her face. She screamed. She kicked. She fought against the monster on her foot and the pain, and she wanted to go home. She wanted to go back to her computers and lose herself in the numbers and the letters. She heard the door open. She heard footsteps. She felt a piece of her toe ripped off, the spider's dinner. Then she felt strong hands holding her down, the cool wipe of alcohol on her arm, the sting of needles even bigger than the spider fangs sinking into her arm, the cool chill of a foreign substance spreading through her veins, taking her under, killing her thoughts. As she faded away, the last thing on her mind was the offensive air in her nose, that smell, that horrible, horrible smell. You have been listening to Ancestor by Scott Sigler. Performed by the author. Produced by Empty Set Entertainment. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.